if you say that you want a six-figure business, a multiple six-figure business, a seven-figure business, but you are not showing up like a CEO of said business already, it will not come to you. It will not manifest literally or figuratively. Like it cannot come to life if you are not already embodying the next level. Things seriously changed for me when I started asking myself, what would the seven-figure CEO version of me do? Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the pod. Today's episode is going to be very actionable, very juicy, and you might want to listen twice so you can take some notes and really let it sink in. By the way, I love when I get DMs from you that say that you had to take notes or you had to like pull over and put something in your notes app, don't do that while driving, or that you listen twice. Like That just means the world to me because it means I'm giving the people what they want. So don't be shy. Don't be a stranger. Words of affirmation are literally my love language. So if you ever like an episode, (laughs) I want to know. Or, you know, if you're feeling particularly generous and you want to rate and review the show, that's amazing too. I digress. That's not what this episode is about, but it is coming to you while I am out of office for 10 days. Well, I shouldn't say out of office because I'm still going to be logging in, supporting my clients, getting some content up, but I made the impromptu last minute decision to go to Michigan for a horse show for 11 days and I'm going to be working like part days. I don't even know if I would call them half days, but I'm going to be taking the bare minimum (laughs) workload with me. I told my COO this morning, which on the day of me recording this is like two days before I leave. And I decided two days before that, which was the day before my horse needed to get on the trailer to go to said show. So it was very impromptu, booked the flight, booked the Airbnb, I was just quite honestly having way too much FOMO and it is way too dang hot here in Austin. Like when the highs are in triple digits for your entire weather app screen, I just, I gotta go. I gotta go. (laughs) So I booked it in and that is the beauty of having your own business, having a scaled business that is sustainable and supported and strategic. I know that when you're early on in your business, you don't really have the luxury to just like step out and let it keep running. But I like to share these things as evidence that it's possible and to open your mind up to what your life could look like if you're intentional and strategic about building a scalable, sustainable business. Now, the first person that really opened my eyes to this was my first mentor, Jenna Kutcher. And at the time, I had no idea what I really wanted my business to look like. I just knew that I didn't want to keep being (laughs) burnt out and like struggle to even just maintain my current revenue level, which today's episode, as you know, is five reasons you're stuck at your current level in business or your current revenue level. And so I hired her, I joined her mastermind, and I got to see behind the scenes of her business. And at the time, she was spending like multiple months out of office, like 
three different times a year, she would just take a month completely off, go to Hawaii, do whatever the hell she wanted, and her business would just run without her. And that was such a mind-blowing concept to me, but it really expanded my idea of what's possible. And so now I love having more conversations about how I do that in my business and the different things that you could implement in your business over time. Obviously, I did not get here overnight where I can just be like, YOLO, I'm leaving. (laughs) You guys got it. That is definitely something that happens over months and years and projects and iterations and patience. Like it, it takes time to build a scaled, sustainable business, but it can also happen probably faster than you think. And you're probably closer than you think. If you just have the right strategies, the right awareness, you're taking consistent action, you have accountability. Like if you have all the right pieces, you'd be surprised how quickly things can shift. Like I had a recent client who, I think six months ago, yeah, six months ago, she came to me just having her online fitness coaching business be like her side hustle. And within six months, she quit her job as a teacher. She's spending the entire summer like hanging out with her family and being present with her puppy and her son and is making way more money than she did as a teacher. And that all happened within six months just from like plugging in the right strategies and support. And that happened in my online coach empire mastermind. So all of this to say, I want to share my trip as just a reminder of what's possible. And I know that most people are not raging horse girls like me, but it is just one example of how you can call your own shots and build your business around your life. Like literally reverse engineer what you want your business to be like to support whatever your dream life looks like, whether that's traveling, whether that's family time, whether that is having passive income, whether that is simply not having to wake up to an alarm in the morning, whatever it is, like if you can dream it, we can build it. Anyway, that's my life update. If you want horse show girl life updates, be sure to follow me on Instagram, watch my stories, stuff like that. I usually give some updates and hopefully me and my girl Atlanta are having great success in our classes. I'm super stoked because I just was not planning to horse show. I was not planning to go anywhere really until August and that's like a family trip, not a horse show, but I'm here for it. And you know that I love to spice things up. You know, I love a little chaos. But the good news is I can make chaotic, spicy decisions and the business isn't chaotic because I have my team, because I have the things that I'm talking about today on lock. And I also have obviously still plans in place and processes in place to make sure that my clients are still supported. I'm still there from that for them. But at this point, fully supporting my clients doesn't take me eight hours a day or four hours a day or even two hours a day usually. Am I working some long ass days to prepare for this trip? Yes. I'm recording this podcast at 7 p.m. on Monday. I leave Wednesday afternoon. So, you know, we're like in the trenches right now working ahead for this trip, but normally I can just kind of slowly chip away and ramp up, get some stuff batched, and we're good to go. Okay. Enough of the life updates, enough of the rambling. This episode is really about five reasons you are stuck at your current revenue level. And I want to preface this discussion by saying that it is so normal to hit sticking spots in your business. Like 
no matter who you are, you are going to see ebbs and flows and plateaus and some cute mental breakdowns along the way. Like that is just entrepreneurship, baby. That's showbiz, baby. (laughs) That is just part of the gig. But we can minimize them. We can smooth out the roller coaster of emotions, if you will. And there is always a solution. Always. Like no matter what the sticking point is, no matter what the problem is, there is always a solution. And entrepreneurship is like this giant problem solving game and this giant perseverance game. So it's really just a matter of figuring out the root of your problem or problems and the right solution or solutions for you and your business. And it's never a one size fits all situation. I tell this to my clients all the time. I'm like, well, you could do option A, which would look like this. You could do option B, which would look like this. I kind of give them a lay of the land of like, here are your best options. Here are the pros and cons of each. Like, which one do you think you want to commit to? And then we kind of lay out the plan and execute it together because it really can't be a one size fits all situation. Like there aren't cookie cutter solutions that actually work for everyone and actually feel aligned for everyone. But here are the five most common reasons I see coaches and online service providers getting stuck. Ready? Ready. Okay. Reason number one is you have an unscalable business model. And okay, disclaimer, this conversation is not for everyone, or this reason does not apply to everyone. If you are in the very early stages of your business, like you are still figuring out how to get consistent clients, you're still figuring out how to like produce good content, you're really just getting some traction in the early days, this is not for you. Like we do not need to yet talk about a scalable business model because you have nothing to scale, quite honestly. (laughs) And that sounds harsh, but this is not your problem. If your business is in its infancy, this is not the problem that we are worried about for you. However, are there certain situations where you do want to set things up with scalability in mind? Yes. And I'll give you a quick example of that in a minute. But if you are at a point where you're like, okay, my business is gaining some traction. I'm actually in like a good place, but now I feel stuck and I don't know how to get to the next level. Then that's really when we need to look at your business model as a whole. And so I want you to start by asking yourself this, could my business double tomorrow without major breakdowns? Could my client load double tomorrow? Could my program size double tomorrow? Could my inquiries double tomorrow? Could my demand double tomorrow? And if you are at a point where you're supposed to be scaling your business and the answer is no, we have some problems. But the good news is this one is actually a little bit more of like a straightforward solution where you simply have to ask yourself what would break. Like, oh, I wouldn't be able to keep up with my clients. Okay, how do we increase capacity? And then we have to look at your options for that. Or like, I wouldn't be able to get get on enough sales calls. Okay, how do we optimize the sales process? So this is usually going to come down to your offer suite, your offer structure, your systems, your processes, and your boundaries. And why I say boundaries is because if you have leaky boundaries, if you are like, 
for example, at the beck and call of your clients all the time, you are probably drastically hindering your capacity and the number of people you could actually be serving if you just tightened up your boundaries and were more efficient with how you show up for your clients. That does not mean that is not mutually exclusive with the client experience. So don't jump to any conclusions there. But sometimes leaky boundaries are like such a capacity killer. One thing that beginners often mess up when they are setting up their business model, and by the way, this is something I help everyone with in Online Coach Kickstart, is structuring their one-on-one coaching, which one-on-one coaching is not inherently like the most scalable, and that's fine. I still wholeheartedly believe it's the best place to start for so many reasons. That conversation is not today's conversation, but if you want to hear more about it, I have a free workshop called How to Get Your Next 10 Clients. I'll link it in the description. Anyway, a mistake a lot of early stage coaches make is they're like, okay, my clients need me. They're going to love talking to me as much as possible. So I'm going to do like a weekly hour long call with them. I wouldn't do that. (laughs) There are so many better options to make your clients feel supported than talking to them for an hour every week. So that's really like the one place where an unscalable business model would apply to you if you are in the early stages of your business. Or if you're going to do that, your price tag better freaking reflect it because that is primo. Like that is a primo feature and your price tag better reflect it so that you can have a very small roster of clients and still make good money. So that is reason number one that you are stuck at your current revenue level, you have an unscalable business model. And again, usually we're looking at offer suite, like we need to diversify and introduce one to many offers, maybe some passive offers, maybe some low ticket kind of tripwire offers to make it easier to sell other things like without as much heavy lifting. That usually means we need to look at offer structure, systems, processes, and maybe team as well. Like for example, I'm getting to step out for this week and my team has it covered. Like my team's got my back and that's totally fine. Like it is not a problem when I'm like, surprise, I'm leaving. And when I leave, my business isn't going on pause. My business is still running. It's still growing. It's still scaling. So we need to make sure that scaling is like an always thing and not like eat or eat or (laughs) like stop and go. I don't know if that is coming across the way that I want, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Where a car is like jerking forward and then halting and then jerking forward and halting. And it's all like, stop, go, stop, go. We want scaling to be an all the time thing. Like you don't scale and chill and scale and chill. You are always in the background working on your business, scaling an area of it and releasing those sticking points and releasing the bottlenecks and increasing your capacity. Like you're always chipping away at the scalability. It is an ongoing thing. Again, once you are at a point where you have some good traction and you're ready to scale, do not pass go. Do not collect $200 if you are skipping the foundations. Okay. Reason number two, you're stuck at your current revenue level is that you are lacking embodiment. And what I mean by that is if you say that you want a six figure business, a multiple six figure business, a seven figure business, but you are not showing up like a CEO of said business already, it will not come to you. It will not manifest literally or figuratively. Like it cannot 
come to life if you are not already embodying the next level. Things seriously changed for me when I started asking myself, what would the seven-figure CEO version of me do? And I started asking myself that when I was making like a quarter million annually. I was still fitness coaching at that point. And I was like, what would seven-figure CEO Marie do in this situation? And I started asking myself that question a lot, like a lot, a lot. And I realized that there were things that needed to really change, not just in how I showed up in my business and the decisions that I was making and how I was operating, but also in my life, like in my routines, in my habits, in my mindset work, in the investment decisions and like how I was looking at mentorship, how I was looking at hiring team, how I was looking at outsourcing. And I'm not saying just like, lie to yourself and fake it till you make it and be like, I'm a seven figure CEO. But more so, what does that version of me do in this situation? Like, what is it going to take to get there? And you need to start showing up as that person now. Because again, one, it cannot materialize, it cannot manifest, it cannot come to life without you embodying first. Like the actions, the beliefs, the behaviors have to come before the results. And also, once it comes to you, you have to be able to hold it. Like hitting seven figures has not been the hard part. That has not been the hard part. The hard part is holding all of the pressure, holding the expectations, holding that number of clients, leading that size of team, holding that level of visibility, holding the expenses holding the emotional and like nervous system dysregulation that can come from all of that. I'm so glad that I practiced to be here before I got here because it's like, oh, okay, I know how to face this. Like, even though it can still be hard, I'm not just completely out of my depth and freaking out because if you get somewhere and you're not prepared to hold it, how do you expect to maintain it? How do you expect for that to be the new normal. Like a seven-figure business is normal to me. Five-figure sales days are normal to me. Having a lot of eyes on my content and opinions is normal to me. All because I started practicing as who I wanted to be and where I wanted to be before I ever got there. And I trusted that my reality would catch up. If I was ready, it would come. And by the way, there are multiple different types of embodiment, which I'm going to have my amazing mastermind and OCK support coach Robin come in and do an episode on because she is a certified feminine embodiment coach. She's a mindset coach expert, just like the most amazing, wisest coach when it comes to mindset, embodiment, and strategy. Like she is a literal unicorn and she's going to come on and talk about embodiment. But if you're in either online coach kickstart or online coach empire mastermind or VIP client, like you freaking know how magical (laughs) Robin is and how important that embodiment work is in the ongoing growth and scaling of your business. So that's number two. Again, reason number one was you have an unscalable business model. Reason number two was that you're lacking embodiment. And I know that reason number three, what I'm about to say, you're going to be annoyed with me because you've been avoiding this and just hoping that it wasn't that important, but it is. Reason number three is that you have weak ass sales strategies. 
You have to be good at selling if you want to grow your business. Like that is just a non-negotiable. If you have a business, you must sell things. Otherwise, it's a hobby. It's not a business. And for you to have clients, you have to get them in the door. You have to market to them. You have to sell them. You have to collect payment and do all of the sales things. Is there a way to do that without being salesy, pushy, gross, greasy hair, car salesman vibes? Absolutely. And that's exactly like what I teach my clients to do. And we do sales our own way. We do it in an embodied, empowered, consensual way that's a transfer of confidence and everyone wins. So let's just like squash that like, but I don't want to sell thing right now. If you want a business, you need to learn how to sell. That is it. Point blank, period. You need to learn how to sell. You need to do it well. And you need to embrace the fact that you are a marketer and you are a salesperson because you have a business. And the sooner you accept that and not just accept it, but embrace it and commit to figuring out how to do it in a way that feels good and works, the better off you're going to be. Because if you have weak offer positioning, aka how you talk about the value of your offer in relation to your ideal client, if you don't understand sales psychology and buyer behavior, if you don't have foundational sales skills, that is a huge reason why you're not growing. Like, of course, the amount of people that you want to be paying you are not paying you at that point. And you know what else is super important? Inviting people to pay you, (laughs) aka pitching frequently. And when I say frequently, for most of my clients, that means that they are hard selling in each of their kind of core content mediums once to twice a week. So that could be feed posts, stories, emails, podcasts, whatever it might be, YouTube, TikTok, one to two times a week. The asterisk here is that you need to have enough other content (laughs) where you're not only just hard selling all the time. Like there needs to be a buffer of other content content. And then they are soft selling frequently, like near daily. And again, there's a way to do this where it doesn't feel like you're just always pushing and convincing. It shouldn't be that energy like ever, 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 like that desperate pushing, please pay me energy. No, 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 that's not how we sell. But when you learn how to sell strategically and you understand sales psychology and you have foundational sales skills and you figure out the way to do it that works for you and your ideal clients, it's not going to feel gross and it's just going to become a part of like your content process. It's just going to become a part of how you show up on the internet. But you do have to invite people to take action on your offer or your offers frequently to see results. I've said this a million times. This statistic is like so well known, but studies on buyer behavior show that people need to be invited to do something, buy something, seven to 20 plus times before they take action. Seven to 20 plus times. They almost never see something once and are like, oh my God, I need that by now. Like have that true impulse purchase. That's not very common, especially for something like coaching or a service where it's like a big commitment, right? Like I might do that for like an eyelash curler that I bought today, right? That was like 20 bucks, whatever. Or like Starbucks or a sweatshirt, right? Like little stuff like that, but like a life-changing commitment, probably not, which is what your coaching or service is, right? So we have to remember that. And we also have to remember that most people don't see all of our content, right? Like maybe they're seeing half of it. 
So you got to talk about your shit like a lot, a lot. So ask yourself, what would happen if I actually nailed my sales skills and sold in some way every single day? What would happen? Like, I bet you would get more clients, right? I bet you would get more clients, but it's uncomfy to feel bad at something. It's uncomfy to put yourself in a position where you could be rejected. People could say no. People could leave you on red. People could ghost you. That happens. That happens to literally everyone. And I'm not saying it's like cool to ghost someone. I'm, I'm, I'm not someone who appreciates that. I mean, no one is, but it happens to everyone. I still get no's. I still have people not respond once I like send them the information on my program. It doesn't happen all the time, but like it happens and we have a lot of strategies and tactics to minimize it. But like you just got to keep moving. (laughs) You got to keep moving and you have to know that for every no, another yes is like closer and closer, right? So You have to be okay with that visibility. You have to be okay with that vulnerability. You have to be okay with putting yourself out there because selling is service. Like the more you sell, the more clients you can have, the more lives you can change, the bigger impact you're going to have. But the prerequisite is selling. So you got to get good at it and you got to do it a lot, (laughs) right? So that is reason number five. I mean, three definitely reason number three that you are stuck at your current revenue level. The next one is that you have no leadership. You aren't showing your ideal client how you're already walking the walk and modeling where they want to be. There is no thought leadership. There is no lifestyle leadership. You are not in some way aspirational or showing that you are already aspirational to your ideal client. Now, this does not mean that you have to have a perfect life. This does not mean that you need to have your shit all the way together. I certainly do not. My Instagram story people know this, but like literally example, the other day I left my hose in my pool overnight on accident, obviously, and like completely overflowed my pool. I broke the like converter or something like that in the pool filter. It was a whole problem. (laughs) Like I am not perfect. I do not have my shit all the way together. Granted, I am very like accomplished and have a very cool life, especially for someone who's only 28 years old, but I'm far from perfect. My car registration was like super expired. So I just got a ticket for that. (laughs) Like there are things that are absolutely not perfect, but overall, I am still someone who is absolutely walking the walk and has aspirational elements of my life, of my business that my ideal client wants for themselves. Like I had posted about how I was taking 10 days, a 10 day trip spontaneously. And one of my clients was like, oh my God, this is why I hired you. Like, I'm so excited to have this for myself. And that's exactly right. And I give so many examples of how I'm living out the values and living out the things that I'm preaching in my content, on my podcast, all the things. Like I am always preaching that business supports life. And I'm always preaching that it is safe to desire wealth. And I'm always talking about all of the different strategies and principles and frameworks that I have in my business. And I am a literal living example of all of that stuff at work. And not only am I living it, but I'm showing it. Like I am making it super freaking visible that I am a living embodiment of my work. So I talk about 
how my team is keeping the business running while I'm at the horse show. I'm talking about how I batch my content ahead of time so that I'm still doing all my things while I'm gone. I'm talking about how I think about money, how I think about mentorship, investments that I've made, how I felt in different stages of my business and how I overcame the challenges. I'm showing people my trips. I'm showing people my new house. I'm talking about how I get to like work next to the pool when it's not 178 degrees outside, obviously. And I'm bringing people into my world and just showing what's possible when you actually do the things that I'm talking about. And so for example, like if you are Let's say you're a fitness coach and you talk all the time about balance and moderation and how you can eat the foods you love while still seeing results, blah, blah, blah. Like you better be showing people the nachos that you ate. You better be showing people your spicy margarita on girls night. You better be showing people like what you had for your kid's birthday or whatever it is. Like you better be showing people how you are walking the walk and a living embodiment of the values and the things that you're talking about in your content or the things that you are promising to help them achieve. So when it comes to leadership, I want you to think about lifestyle. I want you to think about habits. I want you to think about mindset and I want you to think about investments. And that's also the one that a lot of people want to ignore is the fact that they are constantly preaching about the value of a coach, the value of accountability, the value of working with someone who has been where you want to go, having an expert, blah, blah, blah. But then they don't invest in that in their own life. Like they don't, they want to grow their business, but they don't have a business coach. They want to improve their own fitness, but they don't have a fitness coach. They want to improve their mental health, but they don't have a therapist. Like that's not really walking the walk, right? So for example, I have a therapist. I am obviously a huge equestrian horse girl. Riding is very important to me. I take three lessons per week, like every week. And I've been riding horses for like seven years, almost a decade maybe, I rode horses as a kid. I've been back to it for over six years as an adult. And I still take lessons from my trainer three days a week. I pay for that. And I will probably never stop because there's always more to learn. And there's always power in having someone who is literally like on the ground, has an objective eye, and who is more skilled, more experienced. Like that will never not help you. Even people who make it to the Olympics... They have a coach, like they have someone who is training them and helping them get better and no one is exempt from the value of coaching and mentorship and accountability and having an expert in their corner. I mean, at this point, I've invested like a quarter million dollars into business mentorship programs, masterminds, events, conferences, courses, blah, blah, blah. And I still have a mentor that I pay multiple thousands of dollars every month, even though I have a seven figure business. Like that is something that I live out so hard because I am such a believer that when we have goals that are actually important to us, when we invest in them, we reach them so much faster. We have a better time. And it's also worth noting that I just really appreciate and like the feeling of being deeply supported. And that's also just like a reason enough to do it on its own. So again, reason number four, 
is no leadership. And you should be thinking when it comes to leadership, your lifestyle, your habits, your mindset, your investments, are those reflecting the results that your ideal client wants to achieve? And are those reflecting the values and promises and ideas that you are sharing with the world? Essentially, are you walking the walk? So that's reason number four. Reason number five, you're stuck at your current revenue level is that you are simply moving too dang slow. You are maybe overthinking things. You are half in, half out. You're agonizing over decisions. Maybe as your business has grown, you feel like the stakes are higher. So you're afraid to make a move. You're afraid to rock the boat. But I'm telling you, no matter what level you're at, Growth requires leaving your comfort zone. Duh, right? So when you're sitting on decisions, when you're slow to implement things, like let's say you're in a business program and you learn a new strategy and then you take three months to implement that strategy, it makes sense why you're not seeing the results that you want, right? Like that makes sense. When you're slow to implement or when you're living in perfectionism, you are literally cock blocking your own success. Like, Again, point blank, period. I'm not here to sugarcoat it today. Like today, I am going right for the jugular. I should have given you a warning. But I really mean it. If you want to be growing, you cannot sit on decisions. You cannot sit on implementation. You cannot be casual about improving your business. Like it just it just doesn't work. The times that I have been casual, the times that I have been too scared to make the wrong decision. So I make no decision. The times where I just keep saying, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. Those are always the times that I'm like, wow, why isn't my business growing? Wow. Why is nothing working? When in reality, if I had just made a choice and started moving, I would at least get feedback, right? And know if that was the right or wrong choice. And fail forward. Like worst case scenario, you make the wrong choice, you pivot, you fail forward, you get feedback, you get information, you improve, you iterate. Like that is the worst case scenario. And even then you're making progress. And so I have learned, and by the way, I've learned all these things the hard way and then also helped hundreds of coaches and service providers implement and problem solve these things. I'm speaking from experience, not from judgment. (laughs) But if you are just moving slow, if you are sitting on stuff, it makes sense why you're stuck. It makes sense. If you are trying to think your way to clarity, it makes sense that you're stuck because the biggest thing that creates clarity is action. The biggest thing that creates clarity is just doing the thing and getting feedback and being willing to fail forward, like I said. And one mindset shift that I've made and I've talked about this before that has really changed the game and given me like more freedom or permission to move faster is really looking at things in my business as an experiment. Like I've talked about how my four-day work week, like that that started as an experiment and that that's just like normal to have a four-day work week. But I was, you know, a little nervous to like implement that because I was like, what if it slows me down? Like what if it hurts our growth? What if blah, blah, blah. And the only way to know if that was going to happen was to try it. Like I couldn't think my way through that. I already thought about the pros and cons and the potential downfalls and blah, blah, blah. But like ultimately the only way to know is to try it. So it's like, okay, we're going to do this as an experiment for a month. 
and like see what happens. And what do you know? It was successful. I've had other experiments that have completely failed, but I don't get in my head about it or feel any type of way because it was an experiment. It was not a value judgment on whether or not I'm a good entrepreneur or whether or not I'm a good person or whether or not I'm smart or whatever. It was simply an experiment to gather information and see if that was like a viable option. And that helps me move faster and stay more neutral about the outcomes. So that is reason number five for why you're stuck at your current revenue level. Again, to recap, number one is that you have an unscalable business model. Number two is that you're lacking embodiment. You're not operating from where you want to be. You're operating from where you currently are. Number three, you have weak ass sales strategies and don't sell enough. Number four is that you are not being a leader and walking the walk. And then number five is that you are simply moving too slow. And I help solve these in businesses at 5K months or 50K months or businesses scaling to seven figures. But no matter what size the business is, these are honestly very common threads. And these are things that we have to solve for in a different fun and fresh way at every level. So I'm so glad that you tuned in and got the tools to keep scaling. If you want to work closely together to scale your coaching business or online service-based business, my coaching programs are now enrolling for the second half of 2023, which means we can start literally now, or you can reserve your start date for the future. So if co-creating your dream business, scaling it to new heights, and really locking in that CEO lifestyle is on your vision board, now's the time to take action and lock in mentorship for the rest of the year. I'll drop the links for for my programs and free resources in the episode description, or you can always DM me for private coaching opportunities or with any questions to chat through what your next best step is. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I had the best time hanging out with you and I will see you over on the gram.